Farmers are busy making decisions about fall tillage. Marla Rickman is a land management specialist. I have been hearing of some people holding off, yeah. And similarly to last year, there were some people who were holding off a little bit on tillage. It's always a bit of a tricky one because quite often we get into that mindset that we need to till thinking about what next spring is going to bring, right? In terms of how much moisture there's going to be. And if it's wet in the spring, are we going to be, you know, upset that we didn't get the tillage done this fall? But that is always one of the tricky things because we can't really predict what that weather is going to look like. Demand for organic food and beverage is booming in Canada, according to a newly released study. Sales topped $6.5 billion in 2020, a 30% increase from 2017 levels. This according to a report published by the Canada Organic Trade Association. The compound annual growth rate for the food and beverage sector was 10.2% over that three-year period. Two-thirds of Canadians now buy organic food on a weekly basis. Fruit and vegetables lead the way, accounting for 41% of organic sales. By comparison, bread and grains were fifth on the list with 8.8% of sales. People were looking for safe products and they had more money to spend on groceries because of reduced expenditures on restaurant meals, travel and other items. However, while demand is booming in Canada, the supply side continues to lag behind. Coda launched the Organic Conversion Support Program in 2019 to support grain farms and livestock producers to convert their operations into certified organic to meet rising global demand. The program reimburses farmers up to $1,000 for their certification costs. It's helped 94 farmers transition over 8,000 acres into organic over the past two years. However, only seven of those farmers were from the prairies. The end goal is to convince Agriculture Canada to create a nationally funded program to help farmers make the transition. Applications for the 2021 program will be accepted until June 30, 2022. A recently published research project found that canola meal improves the environmental footprint of milk production, reducing methane emissions and nitrogen losses, along with the boost of milk production. Researchers found that methane, expressed on dry matter intake basis as a percentage of gross energy intake or grams per pound of energy corrected milk, declined as the amount of canola meal in the diet increased. The energy was captured in greater milk production rather than lost in the atmosphere. The researchers found that more of the dietary nitrogen from canola meal was converted to milk protein and less was lost in urine with each incremental increase in dietary canola meal. Urine nitrogen contributes to atmospheric ammonia and nitrous oxide. The diets contain 52% forage and 48% concentrate. The diets were balanced to provide 16% crude protein with all the supplemental protein in the control diet provided by soybean meal. The test diets contained 8, 16, or 24% canola meal. Dry matter intake and energy-corrected milk increased as canola meal in the diet increased with no effects on feed efficiency. And the blend rate in 2021 is forecast at 2.1%, according to a recent report by the United States Department of Agriculture's Foreign Agricultural Service. China declared in 2017 that it was moving to a nationwide E10 ethanol mandate by the end of 2020. The announcement created a stir in the U.S. corn markets because much of the mandate was expected to be met by imported U.S. ethanol. But the Chinese government unofficially abandoned its objective in 2019 as high corn prices and stagnant ethanol prices eroded biofuel profit margins in China. Ethanol consumption in 2021 was estimated at 4.2 billion litres, a far cry from the 20 billion litres that would have been consumed under the E10 mandate this year. Corn is the top feedstock for China's ethanol sector, followed by rice, cassava and wheat. 
The country's production plants are expected to consume 4.07 million tonnes of corn in 2021. If the feedstock ratios stayed the same, they would have consumed almost five times that amount under the E10 mandate, which would have had profound implications for world corn markets. For Golden West Radio, I'm Blaze Wozniak.